0: Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. My hair is so lovely.
1: Hey,
0: this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your bra on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stain, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and you're listening to The One, The Only.
1: Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 190 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, Mariah Formica from Plush, I want to remind you about all of the features of MistressCarrie.com. Not only will you find all of the episodes of the Mistress Carrie podcast, which includes the daily sit rep, but you'll also find every episode of my weekly video show, Cocktails in the War Room. There's a concert and event calendar that features all of the rock shows and events that are coming through New England. You can check out my blog, find out where you can hear me on the radio, send me a message by clicking the message the studio button, get the links to all of my socials, and you can shop in the online Mistress Carrie store. Find it all at MistressCarrie.com. My guest this week is Mariah Formica, the lead singer and guitarist from Plush, who made her first appearance on the Mistress Carrie podcast on episode 91 of Back on March 2nd of 2022, Mariah and the band just released their new EP, Find the Beautiful, which features a cover of Heart's Barracuda, a song they've been playing live for years. Mariah and I sat down to talk about all of the amazing artists that the band has toured with over the years, including Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, Evanescence, Kiss, and now Disturbed and Falling in Reverse. She talked about her pet snakes, how she takes care of her voice, what it was like to meet the legend herself, Ann Wilson, from Heart, what she goes looking for when the band's tour bus stops at a truck stop, preparing for the band's first ever headlining tour, and stepping out on stage singing with Disturbed on the song Don't Tell Me, featuring the aforementioned Ann Wilson. I'm so glad Mariah decided to come back on the show. Keep your eyes on this band because they are going to blow up. So allow me to reintroduce you to Mariah Formica from Plush.
2: Mariah Formica, I'm so excited to see you. Oh my gosh, likewise. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I can't believe it's been almost two years since you've been on the show last. It seems like the last two years have flown by.
2: I know. I was just talking about that the other day with my brothers. We were like, because you know, like... When you're when you're a little kid and you know all the adults in your life are like, you know, just just uh, cherish this moment because time flies by. You know, as a little kid, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. But it's it's true, seriously. Well, you blink and it's gone. Happy New Year! How are your mom and dad? They're great. They're doing great, honestly. And happy New New Year to you as well. Do you guys have good holidays? Absolutely your
1: parents were so sweet sending me messages after I had you on the show the first time.
2: Oh, they were so
1: adorable. I, I was like, it's been a long time since a rock stars. Mom sent me a note. It was badass. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
2: I love them. I love them.
1: It's gotta be a trip for them too, because they're watching their daughter, not only kind of live your dream, but also live it on a major scale.
2: It's, I mean, I will say they always are just super proud and super grateful and as am I to them because I wouldn't be being able to do what I love if it weren't for them. Absolutely.
1: The first time I had you on the show, episode 91 was on March 2nd of 2022. The next week, I saw you at the House of Blues in Boston opening up for Slash. (laughs) And over the last few years, you guys have played with Slash, Kiss, Alice and Shane's, Evanescence, Daughtry. What? I know it's
2: it's still so freaking weird. And it like all bands that, that we, you know, grew up with looking up to, you know, hugely. So it's it's super surreal still. Um, but we're so grateful, absolutely.
1: You've come a long way from that target guitar. Did you
2: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> did you get yes. Did you get totally weirded out being around Slash because he's arguably one of the most iconic rock guitarists ever?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a legend and I was like, I don't know. It was it is super weird being around him because it was like cuz I feel like he is like you're looking at him you're like, "Yeah, oh my god, that's that's freaking Slash." Like, what the heck I I watched you on on, you know, pop-up videos and I listened to your music and all this stuff, but um he's so humble and just like super down to earth and so so it's like you you're looking at slash, but it's like you don't, you know he doesn't act like slash, you know. So I thought it's you know what I mean? And then and then watching him being able to watch him play every night, I mean was was another thing in and of itself, you know? Um, Just trying to learn so much and and just being in awe of him, honestly. (laughs) But that was the thing that stuck with us, I think, is like how genuine and so, like he's just so humble and so sweet. Just such a great guy, he seems. Like so low
1: key and like quiet and chill. Then you see him on stage and it's like, oh my God,
2: that's the same guy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Plus, I know he loves this, his reptiles, and so we kind of, like, bonded over that. <laughs> I have always been, like, a dog person. Not yeah. even a
1: cat person. I have, I have a pug. That's my thing. The idea of keeping slithery reptiles, I know that's your thing. It is so
2: not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's, like, the same as I, I feel the same way if I meet people who have, like, tarantulas are bugs i'm like oh i could never do that you obviously don't
1: take them on the road with you so who feeds yeah, no, them I don't. while you're gone
2: my dad and my brother they like they rotate but the snakes are pretty they're pretty like easy to be honest they eat like once a week once every week and a half so it's pretty, you know. As long as they have their food and water, they're pretty good most of the time. Snakes and temperatures.
1: Snakes, plural. What do you have for all of the weird lizard snake people listening to the show? What do you have?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I well, I have um, three snakes and a lizard. I have a corn snake, a Colombian boa, and a Dumeril's boa, and then I have a lizard called a tegu. What are the
1: snakes' names? And I ask because I interviewed Geezer Butler. And oh my gosh. we were talking about all the pets he has. He has 13 cats and five dogs. Uh, That's what I said. And when wow. I asked him how he comes up with names for all of them, he said that him right. and his wife Gloria named them all after gangster rappers.
2: <laughs> and so now, that is amazing. now
1: every rock star <laughs> I have on the show, I ask him the geezer butler question and what they name their pets because of
2: him. Amazing, dude. oh my gosh i love that all right well i so my oldest snake her name is blake um i got her when i was probably like 12 i think um and then my bow constrictor her name is athena and my newest snake the baby snake her name is eden so were you in slash backstage
1: at these shows showing each other pictures of your snakes on your phone were you doing that
2: like like just yeah like just talking about them too I'm like oh my gosh no way I had this I had this he was telling me that he got like somebody got him I think this is what he said I I'm pretty sure this is what he said but he said something along the lines of somebody got him a baby anaconda for one of his birthdays and I guess the the snake I think the snake's name is Sam <laughs> Sam the anaconda and he was telling me about that and I guess he it's in the zoo now in in Nashville I think cuz I think Slash is like on the board Oh it's in LA um, Or in LA Yeah cuz he is? was LA. on the board
1: he was on the board with his bestie Betty White
2: Oh my gosh! Oh no yeah! Way.
1: Oh yeah! I've had wow. a lot of conversations with Slash about Betty White. Yeah, They're, oh my gosh! I wish she was still with us. Though, so those two could have starred in a reality show together because I love them. They they even filmed commercials together. You can find them on YouTube. They're
2: hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so going to have to freaking look for those now. That is amazing. Go on
1: YouTube and look up Slash and Betty White, and they filmed commercials together for the Reptile Center of the Zoo in L.A.
2: Hilarious. No way. Yeah, they were really good friends. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now I have to see this for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So
1: while you're backstage showing pictures of your snakes to Slash, were you also... I've also had Miles Kennedy on the show a couple times, And there are very few lead singers that are as strict with vocal protocols and taking care of their voices as miles as a singer, did you pick up some tricks from him about protecting your voice?
2: Um, I honestly, i I didn't get the chance to talk to him as much, but I think from what I observed, i he seems to kind of see out that he's super sweet and super genuine but um he seems to really rest his voice a lot and that's something that i noticed because i didn't like that's something that i try to do on tour now more actually ever since that tour because i i feel like i i picked up on that and i'm like you know i need to rest my voice more because i it's tough because i feel like after the show is done and or even before like you just want to talk and and whatever and laugh and and i'm not necessarily i don't talk quietly or laugh quietly (laughs) me either yeah so it's a lot on the voice um but i did realize after that i noticed you know like the tours that we would do after that um i kind of would just be like you know i don't know if if there was like an after party or whatever i would hang out for a little bit but um at the end of the night what's most important on tour is is protecting you know this so i would say that's one of the things that kind of changed for me personally uh from the Slash Tour watching watching Miles.
1: I thought it was personal that he just didn't want to come on the show. And it was because he doesn't like oh. to talk or do interviews on show days, which is right. hard with right. as much as those guys do tour that right. they right. don't take a lot of days off. So he doesn't do a lot of interviews because of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting to know. See, it's, yeah, it's, it's and it really does make a difference. I, I used to think, I mean, not, well, I didn't used to like think, but I used to not not be sure. I'm like, does it really make, you know, a huge difference? But it it really, really does. He told me talking is the worst (laughs) thing you can do for a singing voice. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in like loud venues, if there's, you know, you know, everything's loud and people are talking and you got to like talk over the music for that. So definitely one of the more important things I learned, I think, to, uh, Help take care of my voice. That's why my voice sounds
1: like shit all the time because all I do is oh my talk. God. <laughs> That's why I'm not a singer, Mariah. It's just because I talk too much. <laughs> it's not lack of musical ability, rhythm, key, like anything. It's just because I talk too much. Because you talk too much. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys got a chance to play with Kiss
2: before they retired from touring. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was. I was just talking about that the other day. Um, the the Kiss cruise. It's honestly one of my most cherished memories because it was so much fun. So much fun. I got to spend my birthday, my twenty second birthday, on that cruise too, on the same stretch. So it was a it was a lot of fun and getting to see Kiss. I think it was awesome. Get first of all, I had never seen Kiss before. Um, so it was it was crazy to be also to see like the fans and like. You know, because they're so, I mean, they just love it, obviously. they've And it's really cool to see how uh, so many of them, you know, kind of knew each other from years ago, just from being KISS fans. I thought that was really cool to see and and amazing. It's not a fan base, it's a community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The KISS community, really. It's exactly how it is. You're so right about that. Uh, but yeah, I love seeing like the the rekindled friendships and people who were, who met through Kiss, you know, decades ago or, or however long ago. Um, and the other thing I loved was being able to see Kiss without any makeup, like stripped down. They did, uh, they did the one on the, like on the pool deck, I think the first day that we got there and it was super cool to see them play like stripped down and like acoustic
1: it was such a big deal when they unmasked on MTV years ago. It was like, oh, my
2: God.
1: Yeah. And now <laughs> that's it's a- like, it's that's hard to pull off to stay secret, especially oh, yeah. now more than ever. I'm waiting to see how long it takes Sleep Token to get unmasked because it's the digital world now. Right, exactly. When I saw you guys open for Slash that was the first time I heard you play Barracuda live. And I didn't know it was in the set list. And I'm standing there with my husband and I hear that riff. And I was like, oh no, they're not. Because (laughs) as a female vocalist, Ann Wilson has got to be
2: Everest, right? Oh, absolutely. She's she's the... I mean, she's like an enigma. She's like the, she's, she's honestly the queen. In my opinion, <laughs> at least. So
1: when she came on the show, she signed into Zoom like you did. And I was sitting uh-huh. there and I get the wow. alert that says Ann Wilson has entered. <laughs> and then the window opened and there's Ann fucking Wilson. And I was
2: like, ah, and I oh like my yelled God. at her. I don't even know how you like could handle it (laughs) like that's oh my gosh i would die so you haven't met her yet i did i actually i did recently because i went to um she played at the egg in albany and um i went to to that show it was my first time seeing her and and we met her there um and it was just like being in the presence of like I mean, really rock royalty, to be honest, actually just like almost like, well, vocal royalty in general, you know. Yeah. Male um, or
1: female, her voice is iconic regardless yeah, it, of it, gender.
2: It just transcends. Right. Exactly. It just transcends all. And and it's like. It was actually I found myself and my, my brother, too, like we found ourselves getting emotional during her set because it was just like I couldn't believe what I was Hearing, you know what I mean, and she just and her presence, like you just feel it. It's she sings right through you, like right through your soul, and so uh, it's just it's just crazy. She's just, yeah, she's Anne Wilson. I there's don't have no any more words. There's no way to
1: describe her other than <laughs> yeah, she's Anne exactly. Wilson.
2: Exactly, she's just Ann Wilson. Exactly.
1: When Disturbed announced that she was going to be on the Divisive album, I talked to David Draymond for a while about him sliding into her DMs to get her on the record. And what it was like. Wow. That's how it happened.
2: Is that what happened? I was just going to ask that. Yes,
1: That he was was on Twitter commenting on, um, like, uh, best... Uh, female vocalists of all time, and him and Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden were going back and forth on Twitter, like, thanks for the name drops, David Draymond. And, right. and I guess that she really liked their Simon and Garfunkel cover, which kind of put them on her radar. Right, right. But it was him sliding into her DMs on social media that opened the doorway to this collaboration happening. Wow. And David and I were talking about how her voice is still all there, that it's not fair to other singers because she can still hit all the notes. She's still got all the power, all the control,
2: all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's just, I mean, she's timeless. Like it's, and she's, it's crazy, honestly. And I love she sounds incredible. When I heard I went crazy when I heard that song, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Like I could not believe it. Well, if you're gonna be so. disturbed
1: and make room for a guest appearance on an album, the first guest appearance, why not Ann Wilson? Like
2: I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just it's crazy. And, and and I think the the video of it comes out today, right? I, th- I think so. The video yeah, of that song. Yeah. 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 That's exciting too.
1: So when Disturbed was getting ready to announce the next leg of the Take Back Your Life tour, um, David Draymond was, was online talking about how we need to find a young female vocalist that can step into these shoes and sing this song. And I'm sitting there going, you know, it's Mariah. You know, it's Mariah. Who else are you going to get? she's already covering heart in the set with plush. And then you guys get announced to be the opener the I'm like, come
2: on. <laughs> I know it, it honestly, like I don't even know what to say it, but like, I really don't. Cause this is like such a, I was like, first of all, as we were saying earlier, you know, I disturbed is a band that I grew up listening to, you know, like, um, all that, like, 90s and, and early 2000s, like, that's that's my jam. And so when we found out about this, it was, I mean, this might be the biggest tour that we've done up until now. So I, you know, and then David Draymond, seeing him, and then the fact that he thought of me is still something that I can't really wrap my head around <laughs> You know, so um, and that the tour has got falling in reverse excited. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and falling in reverse. It's gonna be a it's it's crazy. It's gonna be so much fun, and we cannot wait.
1: You guys are to- gonna be at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut on uh, February tenth. So I think I'm coming down to see you guys. I got to see this tour. Oh, really? Well, I saw Disturbed last oh, yeah. summer. There was a lot of fire.
2: Oh really? Really? They have that. They have a huge production and stuff. That is freaking amazing. I love that stuff. They set the smoke
1: detectors off in two separate venues, and the sprinklers went off. Oh yeah, you're in no for it, way. Mariah.
2: Oh yeah, the sprinklers. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Everyone's just like, "What's going on?" It oh, was so disturbed. hot. <laughs> I
1: couldn't, now this was the amphitheater tour outside, so I don't know how they're going to strip that down to put it indoors, but it was insane. I've never seen that much fire at a show ever. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Bring the marshmallows. I'm excited
2: to see that. Yeah. And feel it, of course, too.
1: (laughs) So tell me about the EP. Barracuda, obviously, is on the new EP. Tell me why Plush opted to release an EP versus an album, which is something that I think a lot more bands are doing. Even Danny Carey from Tool Hinted recently that their next release
2: might be an EP. Yeah. So I think for for us, it was just more, you know, um, it was something that we were like, you know, honestly, let's just not rush into anything we had some songs you know what i mean like we um and then we got the the tour and so we just figured also we wanted to release something that you know could be out because we hadn't put out you know we came out with a single but we hadn't put out anything like an ep or an album in a while you know since i think like almost three years ago at this point was when our first album came or maybe two years ago was when our first album came out so uh you know, with the time that we, that we had, we figured, you know, we want to put out something also, especially going into the tour. Um, and there were some songs that we had been working on and I think it's just a good way to kind of get music out there and see what work, what's, you know, what's working the best, what, what people want to hear and stuff and then take it from there. But a full length album is definitely in the cards for the future.
1: You worked with producer Johnny K, who in the rock
2: and metal world needs no introduction. What was that like? It's honestly, it was incredible. Johnny is a really amazing guy. He is completely just for the for the artist. You know, he really, really works with you. He he takes time to listen and and, you know, but he also gives great he's, he's just he's honest. You know, he's does what's best for the songs. You know, he's straight up he like, look, I don't, he might be like, this chorus is cool, but it could be, you know, it could be better. I think you should add this, that, like he's, his vision really aligns with ours. And it was just really perfect working with him.
1: Were your ears ringing a couple of weeks ago? Because a previous guest on my show who has been a friend of mine for a really, really long time was talking about working with you guys, Mr. Zach Malloy.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yes. 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 Love Zach Absolutely. Love the four horsemen. Oh, they're unbelievable. And we
1: were joking. Really we were joking that about how far because I met Zach in the mid 90s when the Nixon's. Broke. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've known him a long, wow. long time. And we were joking about how different rock and roll is now yeah. compared to back then and he was joking that the Four Horsemen are like one-stop shopping for any woman in rock because they're helping so many amazing rock women, including you guys, which when I met him back in the mid nineties, that would not even have been something people would have thought was possible.
2: Right, right. No, it's, and, it, and they really are. I mean, there's, they worked, I mean, they worked with everybody. Right? Like yeah. every everybody. Lilith and I Zark, and I love their song
1: Dorothy. Yeah. Obviously Lizzie just, Hale.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say I love the stuff that they did with Dorothy, like, especially. Um just so, so incredibly talented and just great guys, as you know. And it's crazy it's how people. much rock
1: music is coming out of Nashville. Comes up on the show yeah. all the time. Seems like every rock band is either living in Nashville, working in Nashville, writing in Nashville, recording in yeah. Nashville. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Everything's in Nashville. I love her hair color. Oh, thanks. It's so vibrant and like, I don't know, I love it. Thank Could you. Because purple is my favorite color, but well, no. <laughs> it's been, but it looks great. It's been purple.
1: I dyed it purple in October of 1990. Wow. And it's been purple ever since. Even and my, you're like,
2: this is my color. That's amazing. It. You found your, it, it. That's your color. Like, I can't
1: change it now. It's my logo. <laughs> True. I love it though. Nobody if would I, recognize me without logo. it. That's badass. <laughs> even my own mom wouldn't know it was me without it now.
2: <laughs> it's just the thing. Could you imagine? You just go back to like, whatever your natural color was or, or anything else, just like come with green one day. They're like, Oh my God. No. why have you done with her? No, I'm just kidding. No, because the last
1: time, the, the last time that I had normal colored hair was in the late eighties. And as you can imagine, it was, um,
2: large. Oh yeah. <laughs> super curly, super big. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> If, if you didn't have big That's hair in
1: awesome. the 80s, were you even there? No. The answer is no you were not there. <laughs> I
2: wasn't. <laughs> I wish I was, but I wasn't. Yeah.
1: Oh, it, and now that I see some of these 80s things coming back, I'm like, "Oh man, we already went through that tragedy once. Do we want to bring that 80s fashion back? Do we really?" I know it really is coming back like
2: a lot. <laughs> It's so freaking crazy. I can't. A lot. Like in the college kids too. Like a lot of, like my friends, like a lot of them, like they have those, you know, the cuts and like the, the outfits and the, even down to the music.
1: It doesn't make any sense to me because it's looked at as like one of the most tragic fashion eras in all of like (laughs) mankind history. And now there's people going, no, man. I think that looked good. And it's like, no, it didn't though. Like you do you, you
2: do you. No, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like ugh, ugh. even the even the ladies in heart like tried to get into some of that 80s stuff and it was just like, oh man, come on. Yeah.
2: No, I totally I totally agree with that.
1: It was a tragic era in fashion for sure. Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh, the heart ladies in the 70s were like, do, right? Oh, the ha- like the hair, like everything. I was like, oh, my God. Stevie so- Nicks, I watched- too. It was
1: so cool to be a rock yeah. woman in the 70s.
2: Like. Right. It Such a vibe, such an energy. And it was like, I still go back on my computer and I just watch like heart videos, like just live heart videos from from back in the. I mean, I obviously I love I don't know. That's like what I do to get in the zone t- sometimes, too. I'm like, okay, just watch Ann Wilson.
1: <laughs> well, did cause. you see that Riley Keough show um, about the, the band that was based off of uh, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac? What the hell was the name of that show? Something. Oh, I don't think I did. Something in the six? Hold on. If I don't. Oh, Daisy Jones in the six.
2: Daisy
1: Jones and the Six. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, it's basically like a, a a biopic series on like this fictitious band, but it's basically based on Fleetwood Mac. But the oh, that's cool. It's really cool. She did a really yeah. good job. It came out last year. If you're looking for something to binge while you're on the road with Disturbed, Mariah. <laughs> But the but they got the fashion and the vibe of that it like that part of it right. they did such a great job with. But yeah, I think you'll really like the show if you like that era in music for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely!
1: Day, the, Daisy Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay, yeah. Daisy Jones
2: and the Six. Yeah, and not I'll only I'll totally watch that. You will. Love I'm it. totally looking for.
1: Yeah, I think you'll really, really like it. It's definitely based off of, like, the tumultuous, like, rumors, like, era of Fleetwood Mac and all of that craziness. Right. Like, the show I thought was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, that was a lot back then. <laughs> you guys are going out on your first headlining tour around these disturbed dates, too. You must be so yes. excited.
2: Yeah, I we are so excited. Like I have, obviously every every band, you know, strives to you know, have a headlining uh tour and or even just headlining shows and so to to be able to finally, you know, start to put that together is a really really good feeling. Um and plus it'll be amazing to be able to play, you know, longer sets and play some stuff that we don't usually play in our you know, in our um like the shorter opener sets too so super excited about that plus we don't know what to expect cuz we've never done a headlining tour so you know the i guess the the nerves of the unknown is also kind of exciting too <laughs>
1: it's going to be a very busy year for you guys for sure i hope you got rest around the holidays cuz i don't think i don't think you're going to stop
2: all year well you know i can't complain about that no, Can't complain. super, super grateful for it. And, and we're just ready to, to have a blast.
1: The band, the band is firing on all cylinders, even with a lineup change, everything is good with the band.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I think it's better than it than ever. This is how it, I think is, was supposed to feel. I've always we're, asked,
1: I've always asked bands, is it harder to keep a marriage together or a band together and no one
2: is no one has ever said marriage. Yeah, no, I don't know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say marriage. Yeah. I don't think I would either. <laughs> Not that I know much about marriage either. No, but it but but in all
1: the years, nobody has ever said marriage.
2: Right. I believe it for sure. When
1: <clears throat> when you guys hit the road, you're gonna be doing a lot of late night driving. What's something that when you guys stop for fuel or stop to make a bathroom break in the middle of the night at the truck stop, what are you guys going in looking for at the truck stop? Oh God. Cause you've got, you've got to
2: have favorite junk food stuff for sure. <laughs> Definitely. We're I feel like it's like anything and everything. Uh like sometimes we'll just come out with random stuff. Like I remember we stopped at the world's largest truck stop uh, last summer, I think. Um, we It was like a part of a short run that we did. We were doing like when we did uh, Rock, Oklahoma and some other uh, festivals and stuff. But we had a short run and we stopped there and Ashley, our, our bass player, she came out with a pair of pajama pants with like bass fish all over it. <laughs> and she's like, I I forgot what she said. She said something like, am I one of the guys? Not like she, so she comes out and like puts the pants on and leaves with that. And I was like, that's what we came to the truck stop for. Yeah. (laughs) And I came to, and I was like, fast slippers. It's, I just, I love it. You never know what you're going to find because there's always interesting things at different truck stops. Like there's always stuff that you don't expect. I remember one time I came out with a mini, there was like a mini fishing pole combo. It literally, it's like, The thing is like a foot and a half long. And I just thought it was the greatest thing ever because I'd never seen it. And I was like, I want to buy that. It's like 30 bucks, you know? To go freaking micro fishing or something. (laughs) Like, and it's just but it never would have happened if it wasn't at a truck stop. (laughs) I
1: ask everybody that question because I used to be a truck driver before I was a DJ and I would stop. Oh, really? And there would just be the craziest things. I asked Justin Chancellor from Tool. Just last month, he told me he bought a full suit of armor at a truck stop in the United States.
2: See? it's I feel like it's the randomest stuff. Like, always. It's always so random. But then there's always the staples of, like, you know, I don't know, snacks and whatever. I usually will go for, you know, some beef jerky or... um Smart water. I always get a smart water. That's just like my thing. I'm like one of those annoying water snobs. I bet 50 Um, Cent appreciates it. Oh, man. But yeah, and I would say that just like snacks, but mostly random stuff.
1: Well, the bar (laughs) is raised now. You're going out on the road with Disturbed and Falling in Reverse. You've got to get better than a mini fishing pole and bass pajamas. Next time I talk to you. Absolutely. I want the craziest thing that the ladies in plush found on tour with Disturbed at a truck stop.
2: Okay. All right. That's the goal set right there. <laughs> and you're going to be the first one to know. Yes. going to DM you. We'll be like, look what we found. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I hope it's a suit of armor. <laughs> that's amazing. His wife bought it for him and he wore it on his birthday. <laughs> It's his birthday suit. It's our Legit. <laughs> That's amazing. These are the
1: kinds of hard-hitting journalistic questions <laughs> that you get answered on the Mistress Carrie show, okay?
2: But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> it's fun.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show. I will see you at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut.
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It'll be so good to see you. And thanks so much for having me again. It's con- really, really great talking to you.
1: Congratulations on the re- uh, on the release of the new EP. And uh, I can't you. wait to see what 2024 brings for you guys.
2: Thank you so much.
1: We'll see you soon. <laughs> Tell your parents and the snakes I said hello.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> bye, honey. All right. Bye.
1: There she is, Mariah Formica from Plush, the new EP. Find the beautiful is available everywhere, featuring their cover of Hart's Barracuda. You can also check out Plush on Tour with Disturbed and Falling in Reverse, and they'll be in New England on February 10th at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. Find the link to get tickets in the show notes of this episode. While you're there, you'll also find all of Mariah's links, all of Plush's links, and all the Mistress Carrie links, and the link to this episode's corresponding playlist. I make a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast that features my guest music and all the artists and songs that we talked about in the interview. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday. Plus, every weekday, you get the sit rep. All your rock news, music headlines, and entertainment updates in about five minutes. Join me live every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern for my weekly video show, Cocktails in the War Room, on my official Facebook page. And you can always find me on the radio. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
0: It's NFL Draft Season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football